Welcome back to the Court of Owlets. I'm B, and I'm joined by Joe. Hello. Muse. Hello. And our special guest today, Josh. Hello. This week, we're going to talk about DC's future state and how it ended. Just the whole compilation of stories and just kind of brush past the stuff we've already covered. And Josh, I think you wanted to start us off by talking about some of the Bat Fam. I believe that I agreed to that. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one was Future State, the next Batman, issues one through four, uh, written by John Ridley, Paul Jenkins, Brandon Thomas, Ken Christensen, Vita Ayla, and Paula Stevenbergen. Jesus, so many people on this. (laughs) 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 Uh, And the artists are Samit Kumar, Jack Herbert, Nick Durgington, Laura Brega, <laughs> you got it. Amuleta <laughs> and Emmanuel Lupacino. Lupacino with a frowny face. Oh, sorry, we have to haze you. This is how we've hazed you. Just okay. kidding, none of these people exist. Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much you guys covered on the next Batman already, but basically, a new Batman is protecting Gotham, but can they live up to the re- legend of the original? Tim quote-unquote Jace Fox, whatever he's... He goes by Jace for whatever reason. He returns to Gotham and becomes the new Batman while his family hates him, hates masks, and hates Gotham probably, because they seem upset about everything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just a new Batman who is trying to do his best, and he uh, really struggling to learn the ropes of what it means to be Gotham City's Batman. But we also have the Dark, Dark Detective, written by... Mariko Tamaki, is that correct? And yep. drawn by Dan Mora. So Bruce Wayne supposedly killed by the magistrate, a police state that has overcome Gotham, and it was created by Bruce Wayne's own company. But naturally, he's not that dead. So now Batman has to take back his city from a police state that has eyes everywhere. He does not have any of his money. He does not have anything. No allies, no money, no gadgets. He just has to do what he can to try to stop this police state from overcoming Gotham City and get everyone back their lives and their privacy. How'd you feel about it? Um, so I enjoyed it to a degree. Um, it ended kind of abruptly and not in a way that mm. I was very interested in. They kind of make Batman look like a terrorist the way that it happens, oh, but well. the, the, the concept behind it was really interesting in the way that um, it, it is interesting to see a Bruce Wayne without any resources. Like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Batman Punisher where he's, you know, he's a real street level hero because he's only okay. got, you know, a handful of gadgets left, a couple batterings, mm-hmm. one grappling hook. And he, you know, has like a makeshift costume. His mask isn't, you know, a full mask. You can see like his eyes through it because he doesn't have like all the scanners and everything he typically mm-hmm. has. He's got one motorcycle left, and he lives in a dude's basement and pays cash. Like that's, <laughs> it's, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's a series I would be interested to see in its own right. But mm-hmm. this, I think, it was too hastily done to have done a story like that justice. I do like the idea of him as a detective. I thought he got to do some detective work. It was kind of scary how he was surrounded at all times by drones that had cloaking mm-hmm. mechanisms on oh. them. Yeah, so he has this horrific realization halfway through that they've been tracking him and everyone around him. And, and yeah, he, he does do some terrorist activity for fun. 
But yeah. no, it's actually really important, and I agree that it could have been an amazing story if it was maybe just a tiny bit more competently told. I feel like that's the same problem for a lot of the Future State titles, where they just ended very quickly. Mm-hmm. Or like, it just feels like they could have had that resolution go on just a little bit longer if they had maybe one more issue, maybe two. Yeah, like I think a, a even a six issue story of this, I think, could have played out a bit better. Mm-hmm. But it just every time I read it, it felt so rushed. And by the time I got to the end of each issue, it was like, oh, like, I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's every future state comic that I read, where it's just yeah. like, okay, well, let's turn on to the next page and see what's. Oh, I guess we'll find out in two weeks. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> My expectations have been lowered so much to the point where if I see a beginning, a middle, and end, I'm like, all right, good job. Hey, a full story. Really How about job. that? Because <laughs> I know, like, the longest runs of these comics for Future State were. The max was four issues, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not a lot. Yeah, nothing to get a full nothing story. went beyond four. Yeah, and you said Yikes. something interesting, Josh. Uh, you said you hope Batman dies. I do. I I, <laughs> I I I wish someone was brave enough to kill Batman for good. <laughs> it's the hottest take I've heard in a while. Somebody was brave enough, and that took place on Crisis on Infinite Earths, a CW event. That's not oh. the same. We didn't have an established <laughs> Batman in there. No, we I, didn't. I, I need a Batman where everyone's been watching this guy for years, and then they just kill him and be like, oh, wow, now it's time to really step up. Now put him on a time travel adventure. <laughs> he has to punch his way through history to get back to the present. I remember that. I, I'm so thrilled for Arkham, Arkham Knights, or for, oh, uh, yeah. for Gotham Knights. Where we actually have to have a world where Batman has been established and we have his protégés actually have to step up. And if he's not actually dead in that game, I'm going to throw something out my window. <laughs> he's probably not, which is the sucky thing. I'm, I'm so terrified he's like going to be like the main bad guy who's brainwashed and they have to fight him. And it's like, we got our father back and now he's going to be playable at the end. And we're like, no, get him out of here. <laughs> Batman oh has gosh. had his time to shine. <laughs> he doesn't even want him to retire happily somewhere. He can't like retire happily. He's Bruce Wayne. He's like he's like Tony Stark. You can't just retire the man. He's going to mm, keep yeah. trying until he dies or like even in Batman Beyond, he's not I was just done. Say. Like no, that's and in Batman one Beyond, it's fine. Batman. At least put him out of commission. That's that's all I'm asking for. Make him not be able to be Batman. Listen, in the original Metal series. Oh, just Metal. Just I don't know. At some point, they did have Batman. Remember, he was confronting all those Batman from other dimensions, and there was that mm-hmm. one who settled down and raised a kid, got her name tattooed on his arm. Yeah. All right. So it's, I want I want to read about everyone else during that time. <laughs> that's what I want. I want I want to read everything that happened around that Batman. <laughs> yeah, write that story. I'm sure Nightwing is now Batman and Great. I love Nightwing. I loved it. <laughs> this is such a great take. I'm so glad that you have it. <laughs> Cuz you know what? Yes. One of the things I love, we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> about what I like so much about. There's one of the few things I I liked about Future State, which comes up to that subject. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I did want to bring it around to that one 
incredibly crowded uh, Future State, the next Batman. The reason mm-hmm. it is so crowded is because not only is it talking about Tim Fox and his family drama, but it also had those amazing side stories that were absolutely balls to the walls. <laughs> like, one was a boring girl power prison break for the Batgirls to all get mm-hmm. together and rescue mm-hmm. Babs. And somehow, like, they stuck some wires on her head and she was like, they not only saw inside my brain, but I saw inside their computer system and now I know everything. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well. it. Yep. Another strong arming you into remembering that Grifter is a character in DC Comics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then there was the Outsiders that showed yeah. Tatsu <laughs> double-wielding men swords. One had the soul of her yes. husband. One had the soul of Jefferson. <laughs> what? They keep putting them together. Someone is doing it. And I hate it because she's married. But they're like, just give her another man sword. She'll use it. And she does. <laughs> It's so wild. The rest of the story is completely unmemorable. The other third story that I remember was this really ugly, hideous story about Ivan Catwoman giving a robot a night on the town. Oh, my God. I couldn't read this. It was so (laughs) ugly. I read the first one. When when the next one popped up, I'm like, the comic's over. It's fine. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) It was so Uh, weird, and I did not enjoy a single part of it. I think they're just testing out new creators. They just, like, shoehorned in this robot, and I was like, who is she? Was I supposed to know? And they're like, yeah, she's Catwoman and Ivy's best friend. They're going to teach her how to be human or something. And I was like, wow, I don't know what that's about, and boy, am I not interested in it. (laughs) I think that was everyone's reaction. Like, eyes forward, keep moving, don't make eye contact. That's how it felt going through that comic. I don't know why they keep doing these. It makes no sense. I'm worried about the Damien ones because I haven't read Batman 106. I will say, I read it. I love the Damien story more than I love the actual Batman story. Oh, no. That's a low bar. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Speaking of Batman, I read Future State Batman Superman. Uh, I did too, surprisingly. Yes, you did. It was by Jean Luen Yang and the art, incredible art by Ben Oliver. And Joe, you didn't like it as much as I did. Well, the first issue, we both agreed. That was like five stars. That was great. The monologuing was great. It Major throwbacks to the 2000 series. But I don't know. Like what Josh was saying, like it really just fell flat. It was quick resolve, which seems to be a repetitive thing. But I understand because it's like, okay, end the future state. We got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I did like that they kept in character the whole time. Yes. The Professor Pig part. Okay, so just to sum up basically what we're talking about in Batman and Superman... It's basically the boys are back in town, Batman and Superman team up, they take on Mr. Toad and Professor Pig, and Professor Pig manages to dissect Superman a little bit, and then he puts uh, lab-grown Superman parts in a bunch of animals, (sighs) and they hook it up to electronics, and now they can see through walls. (laughs) And have heat vision. Yeah, there were a bunch of rats with heat vision eyes on the back of them, Mm -hmm. right? That's giving me, like, Monty Python vibes. I wasn't sure if that was a fever (laughs) dream or if I read that. It was absolutely bonkers. And then they were like, uh, and we wrapped it up by making sure Animal Man caught them all. Yeah. (laughs) Of all the people that make a guest appearance, you have Animal Man. And I thought Grifter was a deep reach. (laughs) That doesn't solve anything at all because, okay, yeah, you give him to Animal Man, but they still have laser vision. Give him to Pied Piper. (laughs) 
That's the upgrade he's needed all these years. <laughs> Laser bunnies. <laughs> they just kind of do it as like a throwaway at the very last. Like, mm-hmm. they've defeated the bad guys, and Superman took down Professor Toad by talking to him. Is this the kind of future you want? Think about your daughter. And Mr. Toad is like, you're right, Superman. He's like, okay, get me out of these chains. And then <laughs> there's Professor Pig, and Batman's just like, punch, punch, you know? Except Professor Pig now has pig heads for hands. Yeah. Oh. They did a bunch of, like, body horror stuff in this one. Yeah. So they're, like, working for the magistrate. The magistrate has, like, controlled opposition. Like, the animal people are, like, a psyops thing. (laughs) So Superman and Batman still talking internally the whole time, being really cutesy. Mm -hmm. And even at the end, Batman was like, I just let Animal Man talk. Sometimes an animal man fact is helpful. Or like when he calls soups, soups. And soup is like, he must have been happy to see me. He never calls me soups. Like it's this kind of... And they kept it light. It was like body mm-hmm. horror. But it's it's that uh, Batman Brave and the Bull type writing. Uh, so it's yeah. weird. But at the same time, it was like very much a shoehorn for future state. Because at the end of it, Batman's like, all right, we saved the day. Now get out of my city. <laughs> you're not doing any more work on this because they will get more of your DNA and then you're going to destroy the world because of it. Basically implies I need you to never step foot in Gotham because Gothamites are freaking crazy and they're going to cut you open and use you for scraps. So you have to go. <laughs> I, I read the first issue and I really liked at the end how... Uh, like everything went quiet and Batman mm-hmm. knew that Superman was in trouble because he's like everything's too quiet I don't hear punching which means Superman's <laughs> trying to talk down the bad guy and he's about to get in trouble and, and like literally he's like talking down the bad guy and the dude's like yeah you're right and, and like uh, Mr. Toad walks up and just stabs him with kryptonite <laughs> dagger just like ah gotcha <laughs> It's wild. It, it it was cute. I still give it a four out of five. I liked it a lot. Like, I gave it like a three, three and a half. Again, like it just felt like a little too shoehorny for me. I you felt the it. same way about Catwoman. I did. Which is next, uh, written by Ram V, artist Otto Schmidt. We talked about this briefly. I was giving it a glowing review. Just to remind you, it's a train heist in a cyberpunk vaporwave world. Catwoman is trying to rescue Gotham strays from the magistrates re-education camps before they get there but uh she discovers bruce wayne being held captive on the train and with the help of shiva and and you know her own pals cheshire cat and leo who are new characters and also a serial killer from a green arrow comic uh on a what is it? onomatopoeia yeah <laughs> random do you know him muse no he only communicates through sounds he can't actually talk he doesn't do much he just wears a bag over his head and no shirt and he like walks around with Catwoman is like her heavy he doesn't do much but he makes an appearance um the ending does wrap up kind of quickly um it exchanges the excitement of the heist for an emotional reunion between Bruce and Selina but I think it still wraps up in a satisfying and tidy way Mm. future state Harley Quinn this one's a wild ride Harley gets caught by the magistrates people uh, she manages to finesse her way around Scarecrow, who is in charge of her, because uh, he's working for the magistrate, and now he's a pretty boy with long hair <laughs> and glasses. Oh. Tumblr's yeah. gonna love this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a super hot, like uh, glasses-wearing shonen guy. It, this is like hyper anime. Oh, when they do like the like the 
pushing their oh, yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. up yeah, with yeah. their finger and be mm-hmm. like, I have a plan. <laughs> But no, the whole style, it looks like it was a high-budget anime production. Like, the camera angles are crazy. The perspective is awesome. It's like, it goes the extra mile. I think the art was by Simone DeMeo, a fan favorite. Stephanie Nicole Nicole Phillips writes it. And basically, I think she did a really good job. Uh, Harley Quinn manages to use just her smarts to get out of prison, um, taking down Professor Pig, Firefly, Black Mask, and, of course, Scarecrow with her knowledge of them mm-hmm. and her psychology degree, <laughs> which I kind of loved. She's delightful in this. I think this was a really good one. It was a little bit draggy in places, mm. so maybe like a three and a half out of five. That's pretty good, though, especially because she's going to be the new uh, writer for Harley Quinn. Oh, that's good. With the main oh, title. And yes. she's working with Riley Rossmo, who's doing the art. Not so nice. Yeah. He's got a very specific art style, and it works for very specific characters. Mm-hmm. You either like his style, or you don't, or you're like me and you only like it in Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to see more of her actually fairly good writing of Harley Quinn coming up soon. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I should upvote it to like a four out of five. All right, then. All right. <laughs> now, you wanted to say something about uh, the absence of Batman? I do. So, <laughs> next one is uh, is Future State Nightwing. And with Batman, quote-unquote, dead, mm-hmm. uh, the city is left in the hands of Dick Grayson as he leads what remains of the Bat family. But Nightwing is tired of running and decides to take the fight straight to the magistrate. So, this is basically what Nightwing has to be with Batman dead. Like, naturally, the Bat family looks to him for leadership, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely taking a toll on him. Um, You can even tell by, like, the people that he's fighting that they realize that he's more brutal, he's not cracking jokes anymore. Like, this is a man who is hurt by what has happened. You know, basically, the magistrate um, shoot him. Like, he, you know, takes a fight to them. He tries to take a couple Mm -hmm. of them out, but he basically takes a bullet in the shoulder and he, you find out like he did it intentionally to lead the magistrate back to his base because he wants to go to war with the magistrate. Oh. He's, like, he's like ready to like commit suicide <laughs> trying to take them on because he's so tired of this fight. Oh my gosh. He gets like beyond Bruce Wayne brutal at points because like the dude who shoots him he like, throws down like a smoke bomb and he's like, well, I can't see Nightwing, which means he's right behind me. And the sniper turns around and Dick like breaks his knee. Oh he's my gosh. Like, <laughs> he's like, tell the magistrate hi for me. And he just leaves. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he, he takes up residence in Arkham Asylum, like the remains of it. What? And uh, I believe that it's against the law to make a Nightwing series, no matter how short, without having Dick shirtless in some form. So you see him take a shower. And the next bat, Batman, uh, Jace, shows up looking for, for Dick, and he's like, turns out I'm not great at being Batman. I need to join your cause. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick's like, you shouldn't have come here, because the magistrate is about to be here. And like, while he's still stark nude, and he fought the next Batman <laughs> in just a towel, uh, he like has to get ready, because the magistrate is like outside their door. But what is cool is that he tries to like tell the next Batman, he's like, you need to go. Like, You need to get out of here. Um, he's like, no, 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 I'm Batman, and that that means I decide who needs help, and you oh, need gosh. help right now. So he's like, all right, dynamic to who it is. So Dick has to, like, have a sidekick Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great. 
but they they end up fighting the magistrate and they survive and it turns out that jace was able to like get into dick's network and summon the rest of the bat family oh so you see oh. all like the other like future versions of like mm-hmm. batwoman and cassie and uh robin all of them they all show up and oh, they're nice. like yeah let's go to war and they like beat the crap out of the magistrate <laughs> and get out of there and save dick and it's so great oh, <laughs> like I... that was what i really wanted to see is how do these characters progress if they mm-hmm. have to do it without Bruce, how well do they do? And they really step up and they really show what they're capable mm-hmm. of. They don't need to rally behind him, but they're still all hoping that he's alive and trying to figure out right. what yeah. to do. But it's like, if we have to do this out, we have to do this without him. But mm-hmm. hopefully he's still out there. And he mm-hmm. is, but they don't find him. <laughs> Regardless, they still hold on to the same cause that Batman yeah. has instilled in them and that they followed for years. And that's why, like... I just love the bat fam especially when they come together and actually beat the snot out of somebody yeah (laughs) it it was so cool to see them like all like it was like an avengers assemble moment where they're just like all like because the magistrate like has dick and jace cornered and they're like you ain't got this and they like turn around and like all of them are like behind they're like cracking knuckles like let's go (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah bat family let's do this You're like, I will be pandered to. <laughs> I damn will. That, I don't care if it's fan service. I'm a fan, and that is a service. <laughs> but the, uh, the Dick Grayson fan service, I am not surprised, considering Nicholas Scott was the artist for this. Oh, and yeah. She's a really good artist. Follow her on Twitter, and let's just say she likes Dick Grayson she thirsty. a lot. Mm-hmm. She's thirsty for him. So I'm like, why she drew him naked. I mean, she's the one that did that Nightwing annual front cover, or the Robin annual, sorry, and you see Dick in all of his different outfits, and right smack in the middle is him with his back to the reader, so you get just a nice shot of just ass. That's the best button comics, and you're not going (laughs) to pass up an opportunity to take a glance at it. (laughs) That's America's ass in DC's opinion. Yep. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's Gotham's ass. (laughs) That's Earth One's ass. (laughs) I'm like the only one on the please don't objectify Dick Train. (laughs) No, I love Dick Train. Train. He's he's a good character. Uh, I identified too hard with him as a child, and now I'm like, aww. (laughs) Poor Dick. Anyways. Yes, so does the littler Robin uh, compete with the bigger oh. Robin? <laughs> so, Robin Eternal, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, before I get into the description, it's really hard to follow these Gotham comics. Mm-hmm. Because in Tim's comic, he acts like literally everyone is dead. But he also definitely showed up in the Nightwing comic. <laughs> so <laughs> he he's like monologuing to himself. He's like, if the entire Bat family is dead and Dick's ranting and raving in Arkham, then I need to, you know, like, I'll take charge and I'll save Gotham. So <laughs> he... God damn it, Timmy. <laughs> he doesn't acknowledge that it's just, it's just him doing his normal thing. <laughs> it's just Dick ranting and raving over in Gotham. Because so, and this this came out before the Nightwing comic, so I was oh. like, Is Dick Grayson crazy? Like, what's going on? Oh, I don't no. understand what's happening. And I, so I was left for like another two weeks. Like, what happened to Dick? Is he okay? Right. <laughs> so Tim like goes and he's like fighting these robots, and he uh, does not have a handle on it. And Stephanie shows up, and she has an eye patch. Just, whatever happened to her mm-hmm. and she's like I heard a little bird in trouble and she shoots like this <laughs> giant laser cannon at the robot and destroys <laughs> it 
they find out that like whatever's fueling these robots is like a mixture of a serum made from the Lazarus pit. So like these robots are like supposed to be able to like heal somehow and like he goes off and he finds i can't remember her name she's like one of the robins from whenever like damien was gone and bruce was dead with the okay. whole gordon being batman thing mm-hmm. um so she he gets her help to like go and like break into this facility and stephanie is like i'm not gonna see someone i love get hurt and then she shows up anyways <laughs> with popcorn now <laughs> And Tim fights one of these robots and gets murdered by it. Like, he gets, like, bitch slapped across the room and, like, all of his bones are broken. He's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <And> Sorry, Muse. <laughs> and, but he's, like, he's covered in all this laser stuff. And then, like, his, like, bones snap together like a horror oh. movie. And he's like, is this how Jason Todd feels all the time? <laughs> and, like, an army of, like, magistrate comes out. And he's like, I got this. And he just beats up every single one without mercy oh and stephanie's gosh. like that boy needs help and like <laughs> he is like ranting and raving the whole time covered in lazarus juice <laughs> and like riding the biggest high of his life oh my god and then like that's just where that goes like he beats up a bunch of the magistrate <laughs> and stephanie is like he's not okay we did get that stuff out of his system and then like they get to, like, the top of this control tower, and then Stephanie gets kidnapped, and that's where, like, she goes to prison, and that's, like, the back issues of the Batman stuff. I don't know when he started talking to Dick and everything was okay with them. Or how he got therapy? There's no resolution to that. Like, he's just covered in Lazarus. Like, he apparently, like, tries to jump to a building, doesn't make it, falls into the ocean, and then he's, like, arm goes up. He's like, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's covered in Lazarus serum. <laughs> It's a tough one to follow. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't. This know is what from I the read. supernatural writer too. Yeah. Felt like it. So yeah, that was what <laughs> happened to your friend Tim. <laughs> <laughs> they literally killed my boy. Yeah, we got back up. <laughs> and then he fell down again. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He knows how to swim. <laughs> Maybe. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty suicidal in that one too. It was pretty. <laughs> yeah, he was not okay. <laughs> Like, before he fell in the goo, he was like, I'm ready to die. And he, yeah. like, falls and he gets up. He's like, all right. Guess I'm alive. Give it another For go. Now. I have this weird goal in my mind to own every comic that I can that has Tim in it. That's mostly about Tim. Yeah, this is going to be completely, both of you are going to be completely missing. It, it does not do him justice. It doesn't. And based off of what we talked about in the last one, it seems more of, like, a let's put Steph on a pedestal and make Tim like start raving lunatic. Yeah, they really yeah. put Steph on a pedestal in this one. She's like taken she over. She shows the up prison. in a lot of stuff. She, yeah, everyone's her friend. Like she's like high fiving Killer Frost in the hallway. <laughs> Jefferson's there for some reason, even though he's also a, a ghost a sword. <laughs> he's there and he's like, "Watch out, Stephanie!" And she's like, "Thanks, Jefferson." <laughs> she is OP in this, actually. She has control so of literally lot everyone of in prison when she gets there. For no reason. Oh, she plays that part in the role of prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Cassandra like tries to get in fights with people so she can get sent to solitary for her plan to work, and mm-hmm. no one will fight her because Steph <laughs> said no. <laughs> so Damn they just Steph. all take a beating from Cass because they're like, we're told we're not allowed to fight you, so we're not. <laughs> and also, I'd be too afraid to fight Cass. I would too, and anyone with in their right mind would be. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they're all like, 
the boss says no. And it's mm-hmm. and then she's just standing in the shadows with her stupid eye patch. And you're like, <laughs> since when is Stephanie has the IQ of a potato? How is she controlling all these criminals? <laughs> So she just flips the eye patch open and there's still a good eye. She's like, it just makes me look cool. <laughs> just winks at her. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting there to be like a twist and it turns out it's like um, some kind of shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. But no. It was Miss Martian the whole time. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Martian does make an appearance though. What? Yes. Not, not in prison. I thought she was forgotten. I will bring her up eventually. Okay, so moving on to Superman. Because oh, we boy. are out of the Gotham sphere. I'm going to rush past things, okay? Because all the Superman stuff was bad. <laughs> Worse than that, it was boring. And there wasn't enough stuff to roast, honestly. I mean, I, I did roast Superman of Metropolis. Yes. We covered it in episode 49. Obviously, one out of five on that one. Future State, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman. That one we also covered in episode 49. So, Future State, Wonder Woman, one to two by Joel Jones. Amazing, loved it, four out of five, already covered it. Superman versus Imperious Lex. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was curious about this one. Okay. I oh. just know that um, the Lex stealing 40 cakes is now canon. It is, but it's not as delightful as you would think. Of course not. That's incredibly heartbreaking. Thought that I was really about to save it. <laughs> I was really excited. It was just some aliens like, in that world famous cake stealer? And they're oh, like, gosh. yeah, Lex. And he's like, spends half the time, I think, in the whole series in a bathtub. It's written by what? Mark Russell and drawn by Steve Pugh. Mark Russell is one of my least favorite writers. Oh. He's extremely silly, not in a good way. Mm. So it's a lot like the Jimmy Olsen comic in that it's just like gotcha. the hijinks don't quite fit the characters. So Lex Luthor is kind of a sugar addicted circus clown dictator running his own planet <laughs> okay. of aliens. Wait, slow down. Rewind. <laughs> Say that same insult, but slower. Sorry, I think I need to make a purchase all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't think I would have ever thought I would have heard those words to describe Lex Luthor. He's... I, I secretly always hoped I would. <laughs> I mean, maybe you would like this. It's like if your least favorite person was in a comic and you just had to roast them in every panel. But it gets kind of old, because everyone who talks about Lex Luthor is like, isn't that the disgusting, shriveled up, old, crazy oh, Luthor? And they're like, yeah. yeah. So that would get old fast. It does get old fast. Everyone's so crazy, it makes no sense. So let me start you off. There's a UN of planets. Right. They're like, that joker Lex Luthor wants to join, and a white-haired pantsuit Lois Lane, who's the representative of Earth, says... <sighs> never in a million years and everyone's like yeah and she's like we should put a boot on his gross throat or whatever i don't know so there everyone's like all crazy and superman shows up and he looks like kingdom come superman and he's like oh whoa 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 everyone let me tell you a story about lex luther he's created these robots that are like destroying planets and they're like oh yeah so our former decision stays and he goes no 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 i went to his home planet and he tried to kill me, and I destroyed his uh, factory that makes robots. And they were like, yeah, great, so we should probably put a boot on his planet. And he's like, no, no, no. They, we should let him join the UN, not for him, but for his people. And it's basically mm. like a sort of North Korea joining the UN so that his people can see people outside of their own country <laughs> kind of situation. Oh my gosh. 
everyone's like, all right, Superman, we're going to think about this. We're going to have recess. And so then he, like, meets up with Lois, and Lois is like, let me give you a tour. She opens, like, a supply closet. She goes tour over, and then they go do some stuff and come back, and he's like, hey, could you let him into the UN, please? And she's like, no. And he's like, don't trust him. Trust me. What the fuck, And she's like, okay, for you, Clark. So she lets him in. I call sus on Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Superman's also saying, like, everyone on the planet, they're dependent on these robots stealing from other planets because they have nothing of use on their own planet to sustain themselves. So he's worried that the people will die if they're not open Mm. to trade. So she's like, okay, so we open it up. Then they suddenly discover a ton of, like, some valuable crystal. And Lex Luthor is like, oh, never mind, never mind, (laughs) close the borders. Because they're like, we get part of that now. And he's like, not only do you not get part of that, we're going to keep Lois Lane hostage unless they let us free of our accord. Because Lois wouldn't let him go. Oh my gosh. And she's like, you know, he'll come for me. And he's like, great, I'll kill him. There's like a typical like little fight scene and then he's not allowed in anymore his crystals are worthless lex luther the entire time has like a tiny little um sucker that he sucks on like taps his head with like a little piece of candy that he's constantly chewing on he has a robot yes man it's obscene the whole thing is ridiculous in mm-hmm. the end uh, lex luther doesn't join the un everyone lives happily ever after because uh, somehow Superman knows how to create that crystal uh, on Earth okay. to make it completely useless. The whole point is, it was about Lex Luthor being silly. Could have been so good. I just want, like, Justice League action super, or uh, yes. Lex Luthor. That would have yeah. been hilarious. <laughs> that camp. I like camp. I did not like that. Let me see what else we got in Superman pile. Uh, Worlds of War. That one has Midnighter, so if you like Midnighter, go there. Oh. I was bored and I didn't like it. Um, Future State House of L, I did not read. Future State Kara Zor-El Superwoman. I read a portion of it until I got so bored I had to turn off the phone. <laughs> oh gosh. Was she not doing anything exciting? She didn't do anything remotely exciting. So like, she like lives on the moon or something now. Yeah. And she like left Earth and she doesn't want to fight anymore and she's like sworn to never throw another punch all old man logan style except (laughs) murder her entire family as far as i can tell so like no really reason for it yeah she just wants to like run this place on the moon but also like no one wants her there so she's like i'll be your protector but i'm never gonna punch anyone and also no one asked for this so here we are (laughs) then like some alien girl crashes there and she has like powers and someone's after her and she's like I'll protect you but also I won't and there's something really sus about the girl and I was like well that's as much of this as I can take and I just I just closed the comic and removed it from my device (laughs) valid all right and that was Marguerite Bennett Marguerite Bennett wrote uh, The Bombshells, and Mm -hmm. she wrote something else I read recently, and I was bored to tears each time. (laughs) I saw her speak on a panel, and she was interesting, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited, I can't wait to read her stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I read it, and I was like, oh. I've had the same experience. It's a good bedtime story. (laughs) People can grow and change. Someday, I will like a Marguerite Bennett story, maybe. But so far, one, let me know because I'd love to give it another shot. But <laughs> Jesus, 
Yeah, jeez. Okay, well, the last two in the batch were Immortal Wonder Woman 1 and 2, which we mm. covered in episode 49. That one, I believe, got a 1 out of 5-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Legion of Superheroes, <laughs> which I read. Um, it's by Brian Michael Bendis. The artist by Riley Rossmo. It is not good. <laughs> Bendis does like to write a lot of people at the same time. This is true. Yeah. But he likes to write one person, but yeah. all of them are that person. Yes. yes. So there were a lot of people talking. I didn't know any of them. Everyone was boring. <laughs> there was some shape-shifting. Um, there were green people with, like, eyes on the side of their head. I couldn't tell if that was a human or not <laughs> because it's just Rosmo's art. <laughs> Everyone is, like, a fisherman character, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the species, not, like, the profession. Mm -hmm. They all kind of look like some human-animal hybrid. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't tell who was what or what I was looking at half the time. It was crazy. It was chaotic. I just think maybe this series isn't for me. So I'm a bad person to talk to. But one out of five, because <laughs> no one can stop me from giving it a bad review. <laughs> um, moving on to Future State Justice League. The new heroes are here. Far Sector Joe. We got Superboy John, his good pal, Yara Floor. Mm. We got Andy, the uh, oh, Aqua Woman. And Jess, who's the new Flash. Right. That's the gender fluid, non binary character. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody was really disappointed. They didn't feel that they did her justice. Well, the only time they showed up is in this Justice League comic. It's not like they got to do a whole lot. Oh, yeah, because they didn't show up in, like, the just the Future State Flash. Or... Well, if nope. you can't do justice in a Justice League comic, <laughs> where can you do it, Josh? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't found it yet for that character. <laughs> no. Well, Jess is horny. I'll tell you that. Jess really was hitting on Andy. Oh, and also there's Batman, who I assume is Jace. It's Jace, yeah. And apparently he hums his own theme music while he fights. <laughs> oh! Oh, my God! <laughs> They make that canon in the second <laughs> issue of this. Wow. I didn't even notice it, honestly, because every time Jace is on screen, I'm like, next. He's one of those. <laughs> he just had that Batwoman moment from the trailer where she looks at herself in the mirror and goes, time to be powerful. He does, though. He's so insecure. He walks out on the street and he's like, I don't even know what's right and what's wrong. And I'm like, then take those clothes off, you weirdo. <laughs> Just beating somebody to a pulp. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Is this right or wrong? Someone tell me. I need an adult. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he shows up to the Justice League. Thank God he showed up to Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> Please teach me, Nightwing. They're police and I'm afraid of them. But also, I want justice, so I can't turn people into them. <laughs> oh, it's a mess. But, um, yeah, John just kind of, he's like, well, I'm Superman. I lead the Justice League. Our parents told us we can still be the Justice League, but we can't tell each other our secret identities or get too into each other's personal lives. <laughs> so I'm going to follow that rule. He's like, so Batman... How about some old Super Sons team-up time, right? And Batman's already disappeared. He's just like, aww. And then Yara Floor shows up with coffee. He's like, sup, bitch? Let's go out and on the town. And she's like, okay. They eat a hot dog together very high up. Yes. Wow. Yeah, they just eat. They're just like, they have a cute little moment. And I feel, 
I'm happy that Yara Fleur is there for Superboy because, like, no one else is. Someone needs to be. <laughs> it's like, what's up, Supergirl? Boom, 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 boom. Maybe that's why she's on the moon. She feels bad for beating John up. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, yeah, so Superboy. I'm just going to keep calling Superboy because that's that makes what he sense. is. Um, so yeah, Superboy is clearly missing Damien, is all I'm saying. And it's nice that Yara's there. They have, like, a friendship moment, and he's just kind of like, I don't know, this kind of gets the rules. <laughs> She's just like, I've never followed a rule in my life. Why would I start Why now? are they the Justice League? <laughs> just there what's left. <laughs> It's just chaos. And then there's just Joe from Far Sector, you know, like, mm. she's just holding it together. She's like, I guess I'll stay behind and do my job. I've had my own title. I was able to hold it on my own. Yeah. I guess exactly. I'll hold this one, too. I guess I'm your red tornado. Yeah, she's like the only established hero. Besides John, kind of. But they really butchered oh. his character. Ben has butchered his character after he aged him up. He was perfectly fine being an adorable little, like, ten-year-old, mm-hmm. learning his powers, and now it's like, he, he's got no personality. It's really despicable what they did to John. They should never have done that. Joshua Williams is writing him. That was Joshua Williamson? Mm-hmm. What and the Robson hell? Roca is the artist. No wonder he mentioned Damien in that. He doesn't, he doesn't mention Damien. Sorry, I was putting a lot of words in. Oh. I've been describing this poorly as is my usual i'm sorry but this no. is basically how i perceived it is that he's missing damien well i think a lot of people perceive that he misses damien because there's a lot of times where he'll mention him I'm like jonathan kent simps hard for damien because it's his only friend <laughs> it's like only, he has nobody he's so alone he doesn't have a mentor mm-hmm. he never talks about his mother he's just so lonely and so he's having yara around him yeah. it's good I mean, she gives me Damien vibes now that I think about it. So she's kind of the bad boy to his good boy. And I think that's, it's working for now, more or less. It's, it's a band But it's not horrible. Meanwhile, Andy, she's like on the phone with her parents like, yes, mom and dad, ugh. And then there's Jess. And, you know, then they get attacked by the bad guys. And it's their typical Justice League story. It was pretty standard. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't hurt my feelings. I didn't really care about any of these people. It was fine. They try to, like, shove this whole team onto you and be like, look how fast they grew together. And I'm like, I don't even know who three of these people were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. And I feel like we have to keep telling DC, like, how many times must we tell you, old man? We (laughs) don't need this. Like, they're constantly like, you know what you need in your life? More characters. But it's going to be good for you because they're going to be diverse. We like things that are good for us. Just stop forcing them on us haphazardly. Like, Mm -hmm. give them a character outside of their diversity. Let us, like, gradually grow to like them. We don't need to have them just, like, you have to like them. They're new. (laughs) We don't need to have, like, another bunker situation where it's like, he's Hispanic and gay. That was his name. I totally (sighs) forgot. Forgot about bunker. God, I feel really bad for him. And he he even shows up in the Teen Titans comic, and I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. They they keep trying to shoehorn him in, and I'm like, you didn't even create a decent character to start out with. Like, I read the very beginning of that new 52 run of teen titans mm-hmm. and i didn't despise Same, I him on my shelf. i was like okay he's an interesting concept he's a very energetic kind of character he's a fun guy 
And then later on it was like, oh, he's just going to be on his soapbox the entire time and get preachy. Mm. And you're like, okay. I mean, it's fine if you're supposed to hate that character. Like, if he's an Oliver Queen, Guy Gardner character, I'm pretty sure they're coded to make you hate them. Mm -hmm. That's what they're for. So... But I don't I mean, think he good was. Job if that's the case. He was supposed to be the comedic humor guy. Like, yeah, he was supposed he to be the fun guy. He was going to be, oh. like, the Beast Boy of the group. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and I don't want my Beast Boys lecturing me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my soapbox. I'm done. We'll just go into Flash and let okay. you, you take over. All right. Well, Future State Flash, uh, another two issue one. So something possesses Wally West, um, and the Flash family has to either save him or stop him. Right. But they have to do so without their powers. Um, mm. So when this comic starts, all of them are running around with like weapons from the rogue, so like cold guns, and, mm-hmm. like prism goggles, and all kinds of things, and everything that could go wrong does go wrong. It's a uh, it's like a nightmare scenario where no matter what happens, things get worse. So they immediately kill off Bart. Turns out like Wallace was killed off screen forever ago. <gasps> wow, that's worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like he's been dead for a while. Like apparently like Wally killed Wallace like immediately. Oh my gosh! But basically, what we find out this thing like feeds off of hope. So it, like it steals the speed mm. of all of the uh, flashes, and he takes out Bart, and then they all have to like retreat, and then they try to find this way to go talk to Wally in like the spirit world, and they like set up these devices so they can like talk to him on like the ethereal plane. And it's all a trap, and, like, Jay gets killed by Wally. But it's not Wally's fault. He's possessed. He literally is possessed. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone keeps hoping that maybe it's... Well, Barry just keeps hoping that, like, maybe Wally's still in there somewhere, but, like, he kind of is gone. Mm -hmm. So, and this goes until everyone but Avery and Barry are dead. So Max gets killed, and Barry gets pushed by Wally, like, one second out of time. And he has to walk for the rest of history as a ghost as like to just witness all the crimes that this dude will commit in wally's body what the heck i think the logic was that because he is so full of hope that he'll keep feeding this guy forever it's it's uh it's it's famine i think that takes over him oh Um, so it's like like the like horseman of the apocalypse yeah yeah And it's because Barry keeps on, like, having all this hope that, like, there's a way to fix this, there's a way to save him, there's a way to figure this out. There is admittedly a very cool battle where, like, Barry being the only one left and being old as balls, he, like, (laughs) hooks up, like, himself with, like, all of, like, the rogue's gear ever Mm -hmm. to be, like, the ultimate supervillain for the Flash and goes (laughs) toe-to-toe with Wally. And, like, that fight is neat for six panels, and then it's like, okay, that didn't work, and then he loses. (laughs) Wow. So that really was, like, the biggest F.U. to any Flash fans, because... It really was. If you really want to go somewhere for hope, if it's not Superman, it's the Flash. Yeah, like, Barry had a blue lantern ring. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Blackest Night, like, he is a beacon of hope for the DC Universe, mm-hmm. and they were just like, mm-hmm, we're gonna make a villain that eats hope for lunch, and <laughs> just has been fading off of Barry. Wow. And... All the hope that he gets is like inspiring his teammates, and yeah, like so Barry gets turned basically like into a ghost that has to walk the earth forever, a second at a time, unable to interact with everyone, to witness what this possessed Wally will do to everyone. That is just the worst mm-hmm. you could do. I really wonder too if like did he choose to write the Flash or was he just assigned it and he's like, oh, you want me to write the Flash? 
Alright, I'll do it. I'll write you some flash. <laughs> but this is like that animation guy, Brandon. Yeah. Bailey. Yeah, he did like the Young Justice stuff. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect him to have like a better grasp on like... Storytelling. <laughs> I mean, maybe he does have a grasp on what people are looking for and he's mad at us. Maybe he's writing in protest and he's trying to be like, you guys realize that Future State is stupid, right? And they're like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. And he's like, alright, I'm going to write you a terrible story that everyone mm-hmm. will hate in protest. That's probably that's the my last nicest. hope that that's what he was doing. <laughs> that, that's your innate hope coming out to the top. Well, fa- famine's going to come for me. <laughs> and I think he prefers to be called Brandon Vietti. Like. And once again, <laughs> just further proves how much DC Comics hates Wally West. They I do. Know. He's just carrying on a long tradition. <laughs> I hated this. Probably it was the most malicious and cruel story in this whole future state mm-hmm. thing i was curious about teen titans because i did not read that well so there's only one comic that beat out flash for the worst one <laughs> oh no and it was teen titans wow. oh because apparently this whole flash thing started in teen titans oh so this it starts out with red arrow and uh, so this is um uh, Amico, Red oh Arrow, okay, and and Nightwing like standing at Titans Tower, looking over like a sea of graves of dead Titans. <laughs> Great. And start, Dick's like, you have like two minutes to mourn. Get to it, and she like <gasps> calls to her knees, like, I'm sorry, he's extra Nightwingy today. She like cries over Roy Harper's grave. Oh my <gasps> gosh! So they made Dick an absolute asshole, an absolute monster of a human being. Wow. Like he's just mean to everyone. He argues with everyone, and his costume looks an awful lot like Deathstroke's. And they have, like, this flashback about, like, they started this Titans Academy, which is what the new story is, Mm -hmm. is this Titans Academy. It's a school for Titans, like, kids to be superheroes. Right, DC X-Men. Yes, exactly (laughs) that. So, cashing in on My Hero Academia. Uh So, what they're trying to do is, you know, they, they basically the whole thing failed. There's a flashback to, like, a party that they had, like, a surprise birthday party for Dick, and, like, someone shows up with a Red X mask and being like, hey, remember when you were Red X? And everyone was like, I guess. <laughs> what happened in the cartoon? It's never been brought up in the comics, but we're going to cram that in here somehow. <laughs> and then they move on to, like, going back to, you know, wherever their current base is, because the city they're in is absolutely decimated. Apparently what happened is... A bunch of kids, like, on a Halloween night in Titans Academy were trying to use the Dial H for Hero phone oh. to talk to, like, dead heroes of the past. Mm-hmm. And, like, it worked. Like, they were using, like, a Ouija board. <laughs> but because of it, like, it exploded or something. And so, like, these, you know, Horsemen of the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Famine and all of them, like, get out and possess people. And one of them possessed Wally. So Famine possessed Wally, and that's how this all began. Oh, gosh. And, like, something uh. happens to, like, Cyborg and Beast Boy where they get merged into Cybeast, so they're, like, one person now. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah, and, like, Starfire hates Dick Grayson, like, with all her heart. All they do is fight, and Dick's like, we have to figure this out, and, like, whoever this Red X kid was, like, responsible for it, and, like, he came in to turn himself into Dick, and Dick, like, had him in a cage. And we, so, this Red X guy, we never find out who he is. He even Still. unmasks at the end of the comic... And it's just like, that's a human. (laughs) That is is most likely a white male. Uh. Enjoy enjoy that information. And we're like, great. Like, the the most interesting thing about Future State was who is Red X. And they were like, I don't know, fucking find out. You're welcome, America. (laughs) Buy Titans Academy and figure out which one of them is going to be Red X. They're never going to explain who Red X actually is. 
Never. Probably not, because the can- comic's going to get canceled because it's going to be so bad. So, yeah, we never find out who Red X is, but apparently he's responsible. And, like, Dick goes to let out Red X to, like, we're going to go clean up our mess. And Dick, like, puts on a Deathstroke mask, and that's the end of issue one. <laughs> and then, like, Great. next issue, they're like, like, Starfire shows up, and she's like, what are you doing wearing that mask? And he's like, oh, it's just for protection. And, like, they never touch on, <laughs> like, why he really wanted to wear the mask, other than sometimes he's apparently been working with Deathstroke. Wow. Like, Okay. So they, like, put together this plan to go, like, trap all of these entities into the Rock of Eternity, because Shazam's on the team. Mm. And uh, they use Raven to, like, make the portal, and Shazam is going to have to stand guard on the Rock of Eternity and never turn back to Billy Batson, otherwise they could get the power of Shazam. Right. They The way that they're able to, like, push them all into the portal is that this Red X dude unmasks after he got like stabbed in the side and he's like dying and uses the hero phone to summon all the ghosts of all the dead titans ever to like fight alongside it's like tearful moment and i'm like who the hell is red x though (laughs) (laughs) you can't dance past this this is what i picked up the comic for and we never find out i'm like it could be damien for all i know it could be an absolutely new character it probably is because this is dc comics so they're mm-hmm. gonna make someone new and try to make me care about him for 12 issues and then kill him off mm-hmm. so it's it was just so dumb and like how they handled all these characters like everyone is so damn miserable <laughs> and hating each other and it's like do you know why people like teen titans to see these people be friends. And, like, that's why we watched the show. Like, Literally. sure, there were cool, like, fights and stuff, but their friendship is what made it interesting. Exactly. And this whole comic is like, but what if they hated each other? I'm like, then I wouldn't buy the comic. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. I was trying to see if he was one of those people that worked on, like, a CW-related thing. We because... just want to blame CW for well, everything. No, because it sounds like... There's this unfortunate trend with, like, a lot... I've noticed with a lot of CW shows or those... We want to just copy that edgy angst for no apparent reason, yet you're supposed to like them. And these characters that you're adapting are friends before. I'm totally not talking about Fate the Wick saga, but I am. Why do I like them by the end of this? And that's how this Teen Titans thing seems like. I kind of feel like... A lot of the people who end up writing, like, becoming writers are just, like, insufferable people who couldn't Mm -hmm. do anything else. And that sounds mean, but (laughs) based off of a lot of the writing I'm seeing, I think they think that's charming. I think they think that having the edginess is appealing to audiences, despite all evidence to the contrary. It could Mm -hmm. just be that's just how they are with their friends. Because, like, I cannot find any other theory for why they're doing this. Apparently, this dude, uh, Tim Sheridan, mm. wrote a couple episodes of Justice League Action, which that doesn't Yes, I wow. did see that. I looked that up. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch he of obviously Superman didn't movies. do it himself. <laughs> yeah. Or he's just lost his edge, maybe, from... No, he, he, put himself, he put it on his resume, and they're like, oh, yeah, you'd be great for Teen Titans. Like, yes. Now I can tell my real story. <laughs> But that does lead perfectly into Shazam, because that's the beginning of Shazam. Billy Batson was talking about how he carried, like, it showed him carrying this woman into the Rock of Eternity. And I was like, who is the woman? Because they were talking about how it was some sacrifice that had to be made to keep, like, you know, the four horsemen at bay. And I didn't know the whole... (laughs) Let me let me get into it correctly. Billy starts off in the Rock of Eternity. To guard the Rock of Eternity from demons, 
Shazam is going to have to stay down there for eternity. But a demon named Neron tells him, we only need your innocence down here to guard it. The world up there needs Shazam or else Shazam wouldn't exist. And he's like, I can't leave though, or everything goes bad. And he's like, well, what if the two of you could be in two places at once? And he's like, okay. (laughs) That sounds like a great idea, Mr. Demon. Wow. By the way, this was also written by Tim Sheridan. Oh, great. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, artist is Eduardo Pensica. Yeah, Shazam makes basically a deal with the devil. And Shazam and Billy separate. But Shazam is blind. He can't see anything without Billy's eyes. Hmm. He seems very sus. Weird. And so the demon goes, oh, don't worry. I'll fix that for you. And we don't know till later. He just gave him demon eyes. So demon eyes, I guess, lie to uh, the user. It's a trick. It's always a trick. Never make deals with demons, kids. It's freaking (laughs) Neron. The devil went down and Georgia was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know who Neron is, Neron is the demon who made a deal with Blue Devil and his sidekick, Eddie Bloomberg, who turned into Kid Devil Mm -hmm. and took their souls and gave them the superpowers. Yep. So Shazam's like, that seems like a stand-up guy. Let's do that. So Shazam goes <laughs> back. He's kind of leading the Justice League right now. He's got Vixen on his team, and he's got the question. But this is like question number five. Oh. Because uh, the questions have been dying out. This one, nobody knows who he is. So That is the question. <laughs> but they're just like, yeah, sure, man. You're wearing the right costume. Get on here. Except this one looks you like... You got a hat and no face. You're questioning, <laughs> you? Yep. And he's like in there and he's like recording people's private phone calls. And he looks like um, Rorschach. He right. looks like he smells bad is what I'm saying. Oh, God. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> You know, in the future, everything's worse. <laughs> so he's there, he's hanging out with Vixen, his best bro, and Bunker's there. He contributes nothing but Google Translate Spanish. Like, oh. It's, it's not great. He couldn't ask anybody else? I mean, I don't know. He's working with Eduardo Pensica. <laughs> ask your artist. You know what? I think that's what he did because he says something like, like, you know, the Spanish word for and is E, mm-hmm. but it's spelled Y, and he spelled it like lowercase i. Right. I was like, how would you get that from a translation app? Because it would spell it correctly. Someone must have told him. Anyways. Oh, boy. It's fine. He's on this le- team. Uh, who else was it? McGann. McGann makes an appearance. Mm. She's chilling out there. Yeah. So we get to use her. All these guys are chilling out there. They're part of a team. They're all going around like doing Justice League business, like, we have to transport this prisoner, we have to help this person, but all the people that end up in their custody dies. Like, everybody's dying. Mm -hmm. And they're dying from, like, a jagged knife wound. And so people are, like, looking at Shazam, because they're like, you're the only one who's fast enough to do this. We should investigate Shazam. Like, no, no, no. Don't, (laughs) don't investigate. We're focusing on the living, not the dead. (laughs) Everyone's like, that seems... Very like sus. Very poor whodunit. <laughs> incredibly lame, Shazam. Why are you doing this? I've played He's enough like, uh, Among Us to know that is a uh, very sus there. <laughs> well, I was thinking they were going to set the us button? up. Emergency meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone would expect like a double, you know, a double twist because mm-hmm. they're like, that's too obvious. And uh, 
as we've learned from Teen Titans. <laughs> this is not one of those types of stories. So um, Sam gets crazier and crazier. He's starting to murder a ton of people. Billy's trapped down below and he keeps saying Shazam. He wants Shazam to come, but he's not coming. Shazam is up in the up world, killing people. And finally his team is like, sit down, talk to us. We know you killed these people. And he's like, oh yeah, well, who are you question? Because I killed the person who's supposed to be wearing your mask. So who are you? Oh. <laughs> Well, then. He's just like, yeah, he's just like completely bonkers. Um, he has to face off against the specter who oh. shows up to like deal with him because he's like, you're being magical and bad mm-hmm. and, and why? And he's like, I'm going to read your mind. He goes, oh, no. And just then Shazam stabs him with, with the special dagger that Spirit can kill. Spirit Destiny? Sure. I don't know what it is. It's a dagger. It might be the Spirit Destiny because they do talk about that. In oh. America. I think they talk about the Spirit Destiny in Teen Titans. There's the setup. Mm. The location of it. That's the Chekhov gun. So, <laughs> so. Maybe, maybe he is stabbing people with the Spirit wow. Destiny. That makes sense. So I didn't he, even read this. <laughs> you're amazing. I forgot that even got brought up. <laughs> I was like, who's the Superman with circles on his chest? And you were like... Superman 1 million. He was totally right. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Spirit Destiny, probably. Anyways, he's just got the blade. And he's like in a stabby mood. So he takes out Spectre. He's killed the Spectre. Now the demons down below are like, woo! <laughs> now that he's gone, we're, we're almost ready for the unkindness. And I'm like, who's <laughs> the dumbest name? <laughs> <laughs> the most polite way to say evil. <laughs> the unkindness. That's, that sounds like the happening. It sounds like something out of, like, de-evilized from, like, freaking Miraculous Ladybug. Well, at least with Miraculous Ladybug, you're like, well, this isn't their first language. So, anyways, Spectre dies, and all of a sudden, Question, who, by the way, I totally neglected to tell you this, but he's been talking with, like, this, this Boston accent the whole time, which should have given it away. So I'm glad I didn't. But immediately, Mr. Boston himself, dead man, rushes oh. out. And hey. he's like... And everyone's like, jathering about Billy, or Sir Sam at this time. They're like, say the word! And he's like, no, I can never say it! You don't understand! And he's been seeing demons, so he's just been stabbing people because he thinks they're demons. Right, because they're demonized. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he thinks he's doing good things, but he's really doing bad things. Dead man's like, this ain't happening, pal! And he like, jumps into him. <laughs> And he forces him to say Shazam. And suddenly we get Billy, white-haired, panic-stricken, bleeding purple from his eyes. Oh, God. Um, And he's like, you don't know what you've done. So now no one's guarding the Rock of Eternity. Out pops the unkindness in her purple cloak and her six eyes or whatever. Four eyes. Four eyes. <laughs> That's a rude thing to say. But it's uh, it's freaking Raven. Like, you just look at it, you're like, That's Monster Raven. <laughs> so, apparently, living in uh, the Rock of Eternity has made her super, super strong. She's totally evil now, and she's gonna destroy the universe. The only thing stopping her was the Spectre, and now he's dead. And that's the end, and it's like, oh, guess God. what? It's gonna be continued in Black Adam. And I looked everywhere for Future State Black Adam, which was actually Suicide Squad. (laughs) I swear most of Future State was like, you like this character? Well, too bad. We're just gonna butcher the snot out of him. It makes me feel like Bendis pitched it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because this just seems so out of character. Futures being bright is just too overrated. Like, okay, yeah, Billy's a kid, but he's Shazam. Like, he's not going to fall to demons manipulating him. He's not that much he's of a... He's got the wisdom of Solomon. People forget that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Golly, That's like mister. when Spider-Man gets punched because they're like, well, we can't have him use his spider sense all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> True, but still... You can't justify you can't make it. it. Make there's, sense. there's no sense to this. At the same time, it does make sense why Shazam was doing things maybe out of character was because in some of the older comics, there was a little bit more of a split personality between the yeah. two of them. And in more recent ones, Billy is Shazam and Shazam is Billy when he changes. Right. It's, it's no right. different. But at the same time, Billy's, he's his Jiminy Cricket. He's his conscience. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because, like, is it just the body would walk around without Billy? Like... And have the wisdom of Solomon? Is this a, is this a super wise body? What's happening here? Because, like, if he has the wisdom of Solomon, why is he wisdom, being so dumb? Wisdom, but no dumb? life experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just a baby with the wisdom of Solomon. Like, goo goo gaga. <laughs> <laughs> But it's no different than someone like Naboo just t- is like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to be fully Dr. Fate, no one else is doing this, and he just runs the show, and you're like, oh no. Dr. Fate I get, or, uh, is no. it Dr. Fate? Yep, Dr. Fate. Okay, that yep. felt weird, I was like, does he have a degree? Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Fate. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been around Sorry. a little before. <laughs> Mr. That Fate. That was a real concern. <laughs> agreed to let him keep his doctorate i just want to know <laughs> anyways he <laughs> dr fate it makes sense to me because it's like oh it's a magical object that imbues the user with power and magic it makes sense i've seen it enough in that context where it's like the lumps have been kind of hammered out and we kind of get how it works mm-hmm. the parameters i feel like shazam as an empty vessel i don't really understand the boundaries here no, it's fine. It was a story. It had a beginning, a middle, and well, to be continued, and a, and to be and a cliffhanger. <laughs> Basically, it did not the comic stopped at some point. <laughs> Basically, Tim Sheridan comes out at the end. He goes, "Yeah, that was pretty unsatisfactory, but guess what? I'm gonna let Robbie Thompson seal it up for you." So, uh, washes his hands and walks away. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it set out to do what it set out to do. It definitely had an agenda. It wanted to get the unkindness out there, taking over the planet. It was crazy. I didn't like it, but it didn't make me as upset as Flash, I think. Probably because I was just like, I don't know, I guess I wasn't invested. It's fine, whatever. (laughs) I did like seeing Dead Man for like a brief second. That was fun for me. I should also mention that the question had a big old pimp hat. And that made me happy. <laughs> you should have led with that. I know, right? <laughs> if anything could save this, no, it's not strong enough. I did tell you that he looked like he smelled. I think, like, maybe in the next version of the question, they should have him like, a big old straw hat. Just for the fun of it. I don't know. Just spitballing ideas. Cowboy. Call, cowboy <laughs> call me DC. <laughs> He just has, like, different hats every iteration. Still has no face, but somehow has a piece of wheat sticking out of it. It's just me doing, like, the many lives of Hawkeye, but, like, it's just a bunch of the many hats of question. (laughs) Hawkman. Sorry, not Hawkeye. Wow. Okay, now, this is the the penultimate of my reviews, all right? I'm going to tell you about Suicide Squad. Did any of you read Suicide Squad? 
I read it by uh, Proxy. being next to you. <laughs> I didn't read it, but I saw the comic storian's cover of it. Ah, oh, <laughs> spoilers. I did not touch any of this, so this is Muse, you're all in for new. a ride. This is for you, Muse. I'm going to tell you the story of the Suicide Squad. Strap in. All right, so... I'm my cat. We're good. You're going to need it. <laughs> Pet her vigorously. <laughs> the Suicide Squad is kind of... It's the uh, aperitif. And then... The side story is the main story for yeah. me. So I'll just get through Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller. Apparently you're arch nemesis, Josh. You know that before. <laughs> There's only one reason I would want to see Amanda Waller again, and that's in a deathmatch battle against Granny Goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. my that would be great. <laughs> I would freaking love that, but the problem is she can't fight her own battles. She never has. That's what I want to have. <laughs> lose. Granny Pounder into the dust. That's, I would love to see that. I would pay good money for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> An AU run by a roulette. She just had like the wolf in Yeah. The... <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Honestly, it was not. That was left field for me. <laughs> okay, so... This pitch is, it's insane, but I can't make it not insane, so I'm just going to go for it. Amanda Waller creates a pseudo-Justice League made out of villains, um, and some heroes, and some people that are just neither, and puts bombs in their heads, and then takes them to Earth-3 after the crime syndicate has been uh, defeated and put into... Like, cryo... Cryo uh, tubes. Yeah. Freaking Waller, man. She's like, Connor, you're the leader, and you're the leader because... You got that good stuff in your genes. You got Lex Luthor in your genes. I want you to not be following the farm boy's example. Follow the smart one's example. I still hate this to this day. That (laughs) Superboy is in the Suicide Squad. I brought this up last week because the new title of Suicide Squad, they're about to introduce Connor Kent to Amanda Waller's team. Well, Connor Kent looks like Steve Carell now. Time has not (laughs) been kind to... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's why he's like starting to bald. He's gonna turn into Lex Luthor at some point. Oh no! They gave him the buzz cut, Muse, like how he has in like the future Titan stories during yeah. the Jeff Johns run. They didn't give him the same costume though. They gave him one that was similar to his '90s outfit, except they gave him a black cape. That's not ominous at all mm-hmm. and stupid. The one thing I want to know is: is this the Connor that Bendis brought back in? Or is this them justifying, like, oh no, haha, we retconned it. This is, like, the New 52, Connor. This is the nope. angry one. This is the same one. We are told it is the hero of Hawaii because Amanda says, I still have your leather jacket and your shades, and I'll bury you in them. <laughs> For no reason, by the way. He did, he said nothing to her. Mm-hmm. And she just, out of nowhere, super aggro, just like, That's I'm going to kill you. She's holding him hostage. He's like, fine, fine. Don't hurt them. I'll do whatever you want. He doesn't even have a bomb in his head. So that's not the worst part of this. Okay. So we're basically following the real Suicide Squad. And they decided for some godforsaken reason that they needed to follow Amanda Waller from Earth-1 to get her back. They're like, Earth-1's a mess. We need Amanda Waller. Why? Do you want this woman back? She's a nightmare. And they're like, okay, so we're going to get her back no matter what. 
even though Earth 3 kind of kills us. Like, we can't stay here very long because we're dying. Black Manta dies immediately. What? There's <laughs> something in Earth 3's atmosphere or whatever that is killing anybody else that is not made for that universe. But, like, the, re the new Suicide Squad that's kind of like the new Justice League, each one it replaces, like, one of the the main members but they all were injected with something that makes them they can deal with the atmosphere so the suicide squad is kind of at a disadvantage i'm not going to get into who everybody is it doesn't really matter it's just clayface is martian manhunter for some reason yeah talon william cobb is batman he's There's insane <laughs> he for some reason he doesn't like aliens suddenly i've never known this about aliens. him he like starts <laughs> foaming at the mouth He's just like, is that an alien? He just starts like, he's like trying to kill people for like no reason. Yeah. They're like, we're going to blow up your head. He's like, I don't care if I get to kill an alien. So then they, they just <laughs> pop his head. Like right off the bat, he dies. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat. <laughs> Yikes. Muse with the puns before me. It's the dawn of a new age. Yeah. So Steve Carell's like, oh man, I wish you hadn't done that. And Amanda's like, I don't know. She keeps them in like a little house, but she like walks through as a, a hologram. She just projects herself through walls, just walks around slapping people, telling them they're no good, that they'll never be anything, and then walks away. Like she's just keeping everyone's self-esteem real low. She needs morale to be at like a level one at all times. And Superboy's just like, I don't feel good about this, but he does jack all. He just keeps doing whatever he, she tells him to do. Until finally she's like, the, they have the big battle, whatever. Suicide Squad versus New Justice League. And she's like, kill him. I'm a little fuzzy, but She he... tells Superboy to kill Peacemaker from Earth 1. And he's like, no, I don't want to kill him. So then he destroys her detonator. That's what it was. That was the one that, you know, blows up everybody's head. And you would think, too, maybe if I blow this up, this would actually automatically blow up everyone's heads. Mm -hmm. But no. Instead, she's like, you did exactly what I wanted to. You're a good boy. You uh, just trapped all of us on Earth 3, uh, which was my plan all along. She looks him in the eye, and she says, Tim Khan is dead. You're never going home. And then she looks at the camera, and she just flips us the bird. It, wait, <laughs> kidding. But that's basically the mood. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't, I didn't remember that. <laughs> well, that's why I had to check that she hadn't read it yet. <laughs> no con, no con for anyone. Con no is con? stuck yeah. on Earth three. He's trapped there. He's their new hero. And also keep in mind that the crime syndicate is not dead. They're just on ice. Right. And Amanda Waller is dying in his arms. Everybody else is dead. And she's like, this is your world now. Protect it. <laughs> and Steve Carell's like, um, <laughs> I guess I'm in charge of this world now. <laughs> if I were him, I would be like, um, before you die, could you tell me where my jacket and glasses are? <laughs> 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 uh, it's, it's a real bummer, honestly. It was weird. I was uncomfortable the whole time. I was sad. And everyone was so bummed out. I was like, why am I here? It's just depression on depression. But that's this whole thing. So then, <laughs> all, 
All the while that you're following Suicide Squad 1 and 2, there is a side story, which is Black Adam. And that's what I was really interested in because I really want to know what happened to the unkindness, which is Raven. She escaped. She's destroying the Earth. We get this really weird introduction. We're told that the unkindness is spreading with the seven deadly sins taking over things. We see Superboy Prime. He has been asleep for centuries in the sun. He comes out in a blaze of glory, smiles for the camera, and they're like, he's back, Golden Boy. And he's like literally gold. And he's flying out. He's like, it's me, Superboy Prime. And then immediately he gets murked by the seven deadly sins. They just jump on him. (laughs) And they just pound him to death in space. And we see his golden floating body. A new satellite for the sun. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff Johns. There goes your boy. Well, well, this is a this is a canon Superman. He's called he's called Superman Prime. He's not only just covered in gold from the sun's radiation, but he has like the yin yang symbol on his oh, chest, is this where a different it would normally one? be the S. Is this not Superboy Prime? No, it's like a, he's called Superman Prime just because he's like this. Every man, he's like one of like the first few Superman or whatever, and also for some reason they gave him a Green Lantern ring. So as he's flying through and then he's getting pummeled to death by the seven deadly sins, his Green Lantern ring just starts to fade, and he was like, "Oh, because he lost his will to live." Okay, it's stupid. Yeah, I thought you said like Superboy Prime, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna bring that jerk in." Yeah, no, that's what I thought too when I saw it. I was like, Superboy Prime. It gave me those vibes though of like, did you ever see that Green Lantern? I think he was voiced by Nathan Fillion. And he's like super cocky in that one animated film. Oh, it was. And a bunch of parademons come out. Like War. And just all of a sudden he gets like ganked up on by parademons. It was Mm -hmm. that sort of like immediate death. Where he's like, don't worry, Green Lantern's got this. And the dark side just bitch slaps him to the ground and a bunch of parodies mm-hmm. just pound on him. In the like super, super fast motion. That's what we're getting here. It was absolutely bonkers. And you look over and like immediately there's Superman 1 million and Justice Legion watching this. And Superman 1 million's like, that was my hero. This, he's everything I wanted to be. And they just killed him immediately. What's, what chance do we stand? Also, there's like an Aquaman planet that went to war with them and immediately died. He's like, look at all this carnage. What can we do? We have to run. And Wonder Woman, who's a robot, she's basically like a Prometheus like statue come to life. She's like, oh, we could hang out at my boyfriend's place. And he's like, your boyfriend? And she's like, oh, it's, uh, it's Teth, Black Adam. Like, we've been seeing each other for a really long time now. What? <laughs> And Superman's like, Batman, you knew about this? And he's like, yeah. He's like, why didn't you tell me? Because it's none of our business. <laughs> so <laughs> they all go down, visit Teth's home world. It's gorgeous. I love the design. I love the art. It was beautiful. They get down there and they're greeted to a warm welcome and they're just happy to see him. The seven deadly sins show up. They immediately start like touching people and corrupting them. There's this whole thing happening where everybody's dying. <laughs> And Black Adam grabs Wonder Woman, rescues her, pulls her away. He's like, those aren't your friends anymore. They're now possessed by the seven deadly sins. And she's like, oh, no. And he's like, honestly, I think we should just give up. I I don't want to do this. 
He's like, I've lived a really long time. There's nothing to live for, blah, blah. She's like, but there is something to live for. We need to fight. Not for you. No, don't say it. Not for me. Don't say it. But for our baby. What the hell? (laughs) And he's like, what? I didn't think it was possible. Not since the days of Egypt. And she's like, yeah, and I'm a robot. (laughs) Or like, I'm a statue. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) It's happening. And she's like, I don't know, but have you seen WandaVision? It's kind of in. (laughs) Muse has left the chat. (laughs) But yeah, suddenly Black Adam has a reason to live. He's ready to go. He's ready to fight. He looks like, I should mention, The Rock Johnson. Which makes sense, because... Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be playing Black Adam. Right. He's drawn completely different than what I'm used to. Just when you think things can't get any weirder, the the seven deadly sins find them. So then they're like, oh no, there's nowhere else to go. Um, This giant skeets falls out of the sky onto them, kind of Wicked Witch of the East style. Like a house just dropping onto them and you see Superman's legs out from underneath Mm -hmm. it. Out pops gold beetle which is the best part of this whole story gold beetle i picked up this comic just to follow along with how crazy it is you're saying <laughs> looking right at that scene <laughs> like wicked witch of the west underneath mm-hmm. the giant beetle like or giant skeets wow <laughs> it's insane right this has got me beat <laughs> This is the most insane story of the whole future state. So if you're sleeping on uh, the Suicide Squad, you got to pick it up. They buried this. (laughs) So Gold Beetle shows up. She's a chick who talks kind of like... I can totes a goat save you. Yeah. That's her first line. Yeah, radical. Yeah, she's uh, quirky to the max. And they're like, who are you? And she's like, well, it's amazing. So you two people probably don't know these people, but you know how the fans know Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, her best bros? Well, they stay best bros for multiple generations, and then their descendants get together and have me. And I'm like, aww. <laughs> Good. Adorable. I'm glad they stay friends. I didn't friends. know that Ted had kids before he was brutally murdered. <laughs> this was one of the reboots. Anyways. <laughs> Some people are just meant to be tombstones. <laughs> oh my gosh! He's killing off all my favorite people in his imagination. <laughs> I didn't kill him. I just know that he ends up dead. <laughs> you know what? Denial is valid in comics because if you wait long enough, they come back. <laughs> and I feel bad because I like Jaime, but like Booster Gold needs to be best friends with Blue Beetle. That's just a rule. So that was pretty sweet. Um, she takes them in her little time machine to basically another what is it oblivion bar yeah it's sort of like that but a bunch of old people are running things now and we see the wizard the wizard's like oh billy welcome <laughs> to my magical place he's senile it's just like no i'm adam no i'm sorry no he gets it right he's like adam i'm the one who's senile <laughs> so he's like adam get over here and he's like telling him about how they can just stay there and be protected and there's like magic and when the world reboots they'll just come out and uh fix everything but they have to wait for the seven deadly sins to just go through everyone. Oh, gosh. And he's like, no, that's not possible. Because, as you can see, my girlfriend is pregnant. And I don't want anything happening to her. 
And they're like, eh, well, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And he's like, no, Alex, don't accept this. Meanwhile, Gold Beetle dies back to the future style. She just starts disappearing from reality because her past is being rewritten. And there is a plant. It should just be said, like, what was his name? The Eternity Man? The Resurrection Man. Resurrection Man. He's a plant. He's like, I just want to die. They told me I could die if I put this thing on my forehead. So he puts the thing on his forehead. He becomes a portal. They all come through. Everyone's slaughtered. She comes to Adam, uh, the unkindness, Raven. Raven confronts him and she's like, you know, just lay down and die and I'll make this quick. If you fight me, I will torture you for eternity. And she's like, nothing here is worth dying for. And he's like, oh, haven't you heard? (laughs) Um, This is worth dying for. I have a baby. (laughs) He's like, yeah. And he like runs and fights her. The wizard sees this and he's like, finally, you're the boy I saw those years ago. You're a champion. (laughs) Say my name. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) So Adam says, Shazam. And he tears reality apart and he gets shot back into the rock of eternity back into the past and he goes i'm not gonna sit in here a prisoner like last time this time around i'm going to save the world so that i can have that baby with wonder woman which is great sure (laughs) all right but that was uh, trippy they did show like he is trapped in the rock of eternity but the rock of eternity is inside hell and he got transported back to the year 2021. Forget his mask if he goes outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough time to show up. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it definitely <laughs> did explain in a very convoluted way how um, Adam is now a hero and not a villain. <laughs> and this is why he shows up in Justice League as part of Bendis' new team. So that's what God. Teen Titans and Shazam and Suicide Squad ultimately were doing. Was it worth it? <laughs> it took four comics of a future state event to explain why they hate Wally West. <laughs> yeah. Everything else was just You rated this like a whopping zero out of five. Like it was so bad you need to read it. It was it was so bad I could hear the chicken dance in my head the whole time I read it. <laughs> like the soundtrack for this it's just like Benny Hill music. Yeah, that's pretty accurate based off of your description. Everyone talked in such a weird way. Everything that was happening was like more insane than what happened before. And you're like, you're never given time to like just deal with the shockwaves of what just happened. And when I say it's zero out of five, I don't mean like, oh, it's so bad. It's a non-entity. I'm like, it's so bad. It circles back around being good again. I mean, I, I just can't say it any different than it's a roller coaster. Like, yeah. You're constantly screaming the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no way off. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a way off, and we are off. Like, we're saved. This is the end of the future state. We don't have to... That's future state. Because they're... One can hope. They're bringing it back in May. Yeah. With future state Gotham title. Yep. Um, We also are going to get some, what do you call them, aftershocks. Uh, We got future state Gotham. Green Lantern's going to be feeling it. The next Batman, Second Son. Uh, Teen Titans Academy is going to be feeling it. Wonder Girl. Just Yara Floor in general. Overall, as, as we've experienced, this was not a fun ride. It's a little bit like being promised a theme park and instead getting the back seat of, like, a drunk driver's taxi. I was just <laughs> thinking more of, like, TumblrCon. <gasps> <laughs> yep. All, oh. the, all this hype and all you get is a ball pit. 
it, it was it was something. But yeah, that's that's all I got for you. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so I guess everybody's kind of like, no, one out of ten would not do again. Yeah, I think the average yeah. one was about three out of five. That was the highest rating here. I think we're all tired of events and crises and reboots. Yep. I am. Very much so. <laughs> just take it easy for a while. <laughs> I just want to read uh, Batman the Adventure Continues for a little while. And it is fun. Yeah. Well, what are our other options? DC Comics had some stuff out next Coming week out. that you want to talk about, Joe? Sure. So... Very quickly, we have Black Label, American Vampire, 1976, number six. We have a new number one, Batman Urban Legends, which is being written by various writers and being done by various artists. This one is going to have a couple short stories, so it's in that same format as the Future State Next Batman. Then we have The Green Lantern, season two, number 12. We have James Tinian and Sam Johns, The Joker, number one. This is the same writing team for Punchline Number 1, that uh, one-shot that came out in November. And art is going to be done by Mirka Indolfo and Gillum March. <laughs> oh, fun. This follows Infinite Frontier Issue 0, where the Joker is the most wanted man in the world. But the Clown Prince of Crime is several steps ahead of law enforcement, and he's on the run overseas. Meanwhile, James Gordon, facing retirement, realizes this is the manhunt of his life, and the last piece of a storied career. And then you're getting another backup story for Punchline. Yeah. Where Wee. Harper Rowe shows up. Harper Rowe is now part of Punchline's story for good or worse. And then in terms of digital, we have The Next Batman, The Second Son, Chapter 3. Still being done by John Ridley. Black Label, Rorschach, Number 6. Superman, Number 29. This is going to be written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, the guy who wrote most of those future state titles of the Superman family. More Black Label, Sweet Tooth, The Return, number four from Jeff Lemire. And then Wonder Woman 770 being done by Becky Cloonan. Nice. And also Marvel Comics Muse. For next week's, we have The Amazing Spider-Man, number 61. Children of the Atom, number one. I think I remember hearing about this with X-Men stuff, but I didn't look too much into it. Yeah, it's a new X-related title. Um, Conan the Barbarian, number 19. Daredevil, number 28. Deadpool, nerdy, 30, number 1. <laughs> this is a birthday celebration for Deadpool, because he is turning 30 years old. Happy birthday, Deadpool. <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be a bunch of various writers and artists. So it's mm -hmm. just going to be a funny little one-shot compilation of Deadpool stories. So probably actually going to be mildly entertaining because yeah. Deadpool is one of those comic characters that you can do just a bunch of random one-shots and it's mm -hmm. fine. Um, we have The Eternals number three, The Immortal Hulk number 44, Non-Stop Spider-Man number one. But And it's being done by Joe Kelly, who is, in my opinion, one of the best Superman writers I've ever read from like 90s, 2000s. Well, you had me at Mister a mystery at Empire State University. That sounds exciting. Well, it thrust Spider-Man into a venture that starts in Uptown Manhattan and will take him around the world. <laughs> I'm probably going to pick that up. I would definitely pick it up. So we might get to see more of Spider-Man outside of, of course, Manhattan doing other things. Um, Star Wars number 12, Strange Academy number 9, Taskmaster number four, Thor and Loki <laughs> Double Trouble number one, written by Mariko Tamaki. With Guri Hero. I mm -hmm. Art looks so cool. I, but then I'm like, Mariko Tamaki's writing it. 
We of course have uh, Wolverine Black, White, and Blood, number four, and X Factor, number eight. Awesome. Oh, only one on that list I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you as always, you guys, and thank you to our guest star, Josh, from, or Jedi Josh from Nerd Chat. Amazing having you here. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. Where else can we find you, Josh? So you can find me on YouTube at Nerd Chat Comics and Culture. If you find uh, a blue logo with a shield, you're in the right place. <laughs> I do videos about comic books where I kind of just break down stories of comics that don't get talked about too much anymore. And starting next week, I'll be doing a Spider-Man and Wolverine team-up story where they get sent through time. Nice. And they are at each other's throats the entire time. But I also stream on Twitch at JediJosh underscore NC. The NC stands for Nerd Chat, not North Carolina. <laughs> and you can also find me at Jedi Josh NC on Twitter. Nice. And I will say the way that DC is going right now, if you are a major DC fan, this is the best time to check out Josh's YouTube channel so you can see some of the more better stories that DC is actually able to produce. They are really funny. I really, really enjoyed <laughs> your interpretation of them and your retellings. <laughs> really good curation there. Yeah, if you want to hear me talk about comics the way I did today, just in longer format, that's the place to go. I'll also probably do a uh, a rant video about my overall thoughts of why I think that Future State was a bad idea. Oh, I cannot nice. wait for that. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Yep. Swing by for that. I will definitely check it out. Uh, and as for us, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Court of Owlets. Let us know which comics you want us to cover next week, and make sure to stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing to the podcast on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and everywhere else you can listen to your podcasts. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.